Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Long Island, New York, the best wrestling podcast in the world, Joseph Crush, Nikki Noodles, Bad News Canali, and Nick Jersey, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, in a special holiday Christmas episode, Wrestling Journal Podcast, episode 36, brought to you by WrestleBuzz, at WrestleBuzz with three Z's on Twitter, at WrestleBuzz on Instagram. It is I, Joseph Santa Claus Crush, as always, Nicky Noodles, the Grinch, the Scrooge. How's it going, buddy? What's up, Joey? Merry Christmas, boys. Merry Christmas. <laughs> NJ3, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I'm just, this is all <laughs> off the top of my head. I don't know what to say. How's it going? Like it's, it's, it's great. <laughs> Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you all and to everyone's family and to all our listeners. Happy holidays and bad news. Uh, Macaulay Culkin Canale. <laughs> That was. I'm his home alone. He is home alone right now. Yeah. Merry Christmas, boys. What's going on? Merry Christmas, sir. Saw you yesterday, but you know, see you again today. Sorry, two days in a row. Ain't that bad. Um, the holidays are good times. We have to be positive here. Positivity. Unfortunately, pro wrestling, you know, it is what it is. Ups and downs. Uh, before we get into any of this nonsense that happened this week, uh, here's a word from our sponsor, Paper Champion. Do you love fantasy sports and professional wrestling? Of course you do. So join Paper Champion. It's free to play, win real prizes, gifts, trophies, and more. Signups for Season 5 are currently underway. Do you have what it takes to be the next Paper Champion? If so, contact us at kfabecup at gmail.com. Once again, that is kfabecup at gmail.com. Paper champion. Fantasy wrestling done right. All right, guys. After WrestleMania, sign up. Send your emails in now. Paper champion. Fun stuff. Really fun. Um. And now before we get into other wrestling stuff, we have a, a small little uh, present exchange I want to do live on the air. Uh, some gifts were already opened um, <clears throat> from other people. It's okay. Uh, but gifts will be given now. Um, I'm going to open my gift from Nikki Noodles. All right, Tom, Bad News Canale already gave us uh, the Fiend on the Scene. If you want to check it out on uh, the WrestleBuzz Instagram, you can. Um, a nice little picture I made myself. Um, noodles, I have two two uh presents here should i open anyone in particular first doesn't matter uh, just open the big one the little one the little one was a, a little bonus since we were talking about it the other day okay cool all right so this is funny i like this this is good <laughs> you'll see why <laughs> very shortly <laughs> this is awesome uh a john cena uh what is the heroes right uh what is this the what uh yeah the hero collector right the championship yeah. series fucking beautiful Beautiful figure, statue. John Classic Cena. Cena. Classic Cena. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, I'll take a little peek in the little one. I will. Because you, you, I think you like the first. I, the first one. All right, cool. <laughs> Hank heard the Hank heard the uh, the wrapping paper and came running. Downstairs. He got jacked up. He got jacked up. <laughs> he had a ball yesterday. 
I can't believe I saw your mom holding him so close to your baby on um, on gets, Facebook. I was very concerned for that. He gets, he gets poor, close, beautiful man. baby. No, she's, he's good. He's good. He's good. Okay. Nice. Nice. We got some cards here. Some cards. We got a Valter card. Beautiful. Beautiful. First, I think there's a first ever rookie card in there. Really? <laughs> Luke Gallows. Nice. Carl Anderson. Sammy Zane. You don't want to keep the Sammy Zane card? Okay. okay. No. I was going to sign it for you, too, but I, I forgot. Pete Dunn. Montez Ford. And, wow, Kushida. Ooh, that's a, that's a strong pack. That's yeah. a strong pack, dude. <laughs> oh my nice, god, man! There's no, wow. there's no to the moon in there. Am I missing it? Yeah, no to the moon, brother. You fucked up. <laughs> I must have wrapped it somewhere else. <laughs> I got to get that to Morgan. Morgan got that. Morgan got that one in his stock. <laughs> I, I, I could have sworn I put the Cameron Grimes in there. <laughs> that's all right, but I still like these cards. Volta's my god. Uh, much appreciated. Merry Christmas, sir. Um, Same to you, pal. You want to open up your gift? I, I guess. I guess it's my turn. Yeah. A little, little pa- should I go little package first? Like yeah, little package? Little, little package first, yeah. Just the way you like it, right, Joe? Mm-hmm. Nice. Start off soft, <laughs> end off hard. You know what I mean, brother? You know. <laughs> as long as you get the job done, I guess, right? Yeah. Whatever works. It's all about winning. Live. This is live reaction, people. Let's see what he got here. <laughs> what do you get from Santa Claus? Joey Claus. Joey Claus. Joseph Claus. Claus. He's confused. He I got my it. Johnny Wrestling socks. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that is a gift. These will be worn at the Rumble for sure. Absolutely. That's, that's a gift from the heart, man. Johnny that's Wrestling. That's a great, my that's a that great my... gift. <laughs> now, can I open the big one? Yeah. And so the next one, uh, I blame shippers on the on the packaging that it's in. Oh, shipping is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Bl- fucking UPS. Not a fan. Wow, my boy. <laughs> Gronkowski. <laughs> that's actually incredible. Isn't that funny Thanks, that we both, both we, awesome. we went from the same figure? I thought that was pretty funny. The that's Heroes awesome. Collector. That's great. Thanks, Joseph. No problem, man. Classic. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Tommy, Jersey, you're going to end off hot with this one. Tommy, you're up. Do you have yours or no? Yes, I do. All right, cool. I, all the noodles first. All right. Going to go with noodles first. <clears throat> oh, very nice. <laughs> We're sticking to the same team. Nice. Nice. Thank you, sir. Very nice. You got it, Tommy. Thank you. Very cool. Thank you. Thank you. And then, uh, main event. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Did did you take the other present or no? What? That I gave you? Oh, well, we do both. Oh, okay. Yeah, do both, brother. (laughs) Which one should I open? I was going to say, Tommy, Uh, do the the box first. Yeah. All right. I'm scared, man. I thought you didn't yeah. Tom's got three presents. I dropped the cards on the floor. Sounds about right. Don't, don't eat them, Hank. Uh, don't worry. Don't worry. The, the, the Cameron Grimes is on its way. I don't know why it's not in there. Show it to the, show it to the camera. Very nice. It's, a, it's the Mercy the nice. Buzzard uh, box. I don't know what's in it, to be honest. I just bought it. It was like 10 bucks. Um, I was like, did you make that? <laughs> no, it's, that's how it comes. <laughs> Looks like Joey's saying, right? <laughs> Tom, don't worry about the shirt. It's a large. That's all they had left, so don't even... That's fine. Yeah, I apologize. Maybe. Very nice. Mercy. <laughs> that's very what nice. Else, what else they got in the box? I actually didn't even look. Yeah. Oh, we got... Hold on. Rainbow and Rabbit. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> An 8x10. Nice. <laughs> Mercy the buzzer. <laughs> And we got, hold on. No, it's funny. It's a good chance Bray might have signed that. Yeah, first. probably, yeah. <laughs> or Vince. Just kidding. Well, oh, speaking of Vince, hold on a second. Oh, shit. <laughs> Tell me, it's, you got the puppet? 
We got the money with him on it. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> cool. That's uh, nice. Got that. Jimmy Bucks. <clears throat> got the horns. Who wears the horns on? I forgot. <laughs> you should wear those for the rest of the know. podcast. I don't huh? know where they come from. I thought, I thought Vince wears those. Aren't <laughs> oh, those Vince's oh, horns? Yeah. It's not, there we go. It's Vince. There we go. No, no, oh, yeah. wow. That's nice. Very that's cool. cool. Uh, I guess. Oh, cozy. Very cool. Like Damn! Oh, nice! What a yeah, gift box! Yeah. That's hell. That's it looks like ten box. bucks, man. Pin. Too. Nice pin. pin, Mercy. What's up? Shit! And Mercy's killing the game with that ten bottle box. Oh, I guess it's just like a thing or whatever. Mercy, very cool. Cool, man. Nice. Very nice. That is fantastic. Yeah, open, very... open the best present next, please. Right. <laughs> that seemed like the best present. I mean, how much more can you get? This one's better. Okay. And my sister knows already, so you don't have to worry about the heat coming. <laughs> oh. Kayla signed eight by ten. Thank you, sir. What? <laughs> this, was, this will stay down here. And that's oh, and that's a my. real that's a real eight by ten. I felt bad when I gave Jersey the Lars one. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Much appreciated. Nikki, is, it really Kayla? is it really Kayla or is it you as Kayla? Cer- certified, brother. Wow. Very nice. Thank you, sir. That's excellent. Nice photo. This is good choice. This is horse shit. <laughs> Jersey, uh, your gift is coming through right now. On on, look at your phone. Oh, yeah. Okay. And as I'm, we I'm, and as you watch it, I'll, I'm gonna play it on the podcast. So we'll just okay. Don't talk. Yeah, watch it right now. Okay. Well, I'm saying Live. the train play it on the podcast. I was gonna try to give like, you a transition. I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah, I'm, we just won't talk. Okay, it hasn't come to me yet, so I'll do Nick's gift. Can I do Nick's gift? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, all right, so that, here's the um, main event anyway. Joey's. Okay, <laughs> so here's here's Nick's gift. Let me open it up. See, that's what I'm talking about right there. That's the people's the champ. That is the great one. <laughs> this is a great gift from the great one. I love this. This is absolutely fantastic. Um, let's see. And then this might be the worst gift followed by a <laughs> autographed Lars Sullivan. Eight by 10, eight by 10. One of the most, my absolute least favorite wrestler on the planet. To me, this is, the this is at this current moment in the current, in the current, um, product. Got it. He is my <laughs> least favorite wrestler of all time. I absolutely hate him. I, as you hate Matt Hardy, I hate Lars Sullivan. <laughs> oh boy. What is this? <clears throat> All right, so now I'll play it on the podcast. <laughs> hey, what's up, Nick? This is John Silver of The Dark Order, also known as the best kisser in The Dark Order. And everyone knows I'm the best dancer, not only in The Dark Order, but the whole AAW roster. And uh, you know what? I was, I was, as you may know, I'm, I'm a recruitment specialist. And, you know, I only try to get the best possible recruits. And Nick... You're looking good, looking real good, real tight, just the way I like him. Like to take a bite out of that. Pretty, pretty run the mouth. Yeah. So with all that said, uh, I was thinking maybe join the Dark Order. I mean, the one thing is you obviously have to leave that freaking 
wrestling podcast, the wrestling journal podcast. Leave them behind. No one likes them. They're all freaking nerds. They're not hunks. We need a freaking hunk like you, Nick. Get your freaking buns, your cute little buns over here. Put yourself in some black and purple. Look real pretty and join the freaking dark order. We got plenty of Kool-Aid. Uh, you know, we had plenty of chilies. Chilies is good, right? And, uh, me talking about this chilies is making uh, Johnny hungry. <laughs> but, anywho, Nick, I know you're going to make the right decision. Leave those podcast nerds to the side. And join the dark order. I love that. That's fantastic. That, that, <laughs> that makes up for that absolute horrendous <laughs> piece of garbage that you put in a very nice 8x10 frame. Listen, um, um, the original- that cameo is great. I love John Silver. <laughs> that guy's a fucking stud. And I hope he does huge things in his career because he's the fucking man. I love that guy. I think That's I think an awesome gift, Joey. Yeah, Way to crush people. it. Yeah, no problem. That's Way to I, crush that's it. That's why they call me Joseph Crush. You know what I'm saying? My God. That made my day. That put a smile on my face. <laughs> as weird as he is, dude. that put a smile on my face. Well, my John Silver is funny, dude. When I got that back, I was fucking, I was, I was baffled. I dude, him. he's so good, man. I'm joining the Dark Order. I'm in. You're leaving the podcast? I have to. I got to leave you nerds behind. <laughs> That was awesome. <laughs> Boys, my stuff will be at to you, God willing. It says December 31st for delivery, so let's hope. We'll revisit. Um, we'll revisit. If it. not, I will definitely be buying dinner for everyone uh, on the Royal Rumble <laughs> if it doesn't show up by December 31st. Okay. At Fair least that will be a contribution, but yeah, I'll buy dinner at least minimum. All right, guys. God Merry Christmas. Gifts get here. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Live uh, present reaction for the first time. Hopefully not the last. Um, Boys, we are one week removed from tables, ladders, and chairs. Uh, some may argue the best WWE pay-per-view of the year, in my opinion. Um, Noodles, just something that, st- I mean, stuck out to you from uh, from TLC that you want to touch on. Maybe not the obvious point, but you know what I mean. Um, what stuck out to me was the absolute atrocity that has become the Money in the Bank briefcase. Um it's been made a mockery all year long with the Otis and uh, with Miz disaster. Uh, it's actually ruined a lot of luster for me with all the years past and so many great moments. Uh, this, this year has been a real blunder and uh, it's almost getting to the point where it's like, you don't even want to see it anymore. At least in my opinion, if they're going to make it that unimportant, it, it's pretty, pretty disturbing in my opinion. That, that, that shone bright and it started right out the gate at the first match of the pay-per-view. <laughs> You weren't jacked up when you saw the Miz come out. Were you excited at all? The possibility. I, well, I, I kind of expected it. I mean, right? They've been teasing it pretty much every single time they've been out there. So it's it's not that wasn't a surprise. But to really go through with it and then to end it the way it did was, you know, now, a little bit of a kick in the balls. I'm kind of gonna mesh raw with uh, TLC right now, so so we can tr- try to cut as much time as possible. Uh, the Miz came out on Raw. And he basically, he was getting into it. He threw out a nice emotional promo, but he also was mentioning that he wants the briefcase back. And he was making that call again that got, remember the call he made to the network that yeah. got Mandy moved over to Raw? Yeah. He also made the call that he wants the briefcase back. If he gets it back, are you still not on board? Is that still a mockery of the briefcase? Yeah, because now it's just becoming, it's becoming a joke. It's becoming the 24-7 title now. Mm. Okay, I like that. Also, I want to ask you a question since you're the one that brought it up. <laughs> Go, would you? This just this came into my mind as we were when I was watching at the cash and everything. Would you be opposed for the money in the bank briefcase to be like defended 
as like with purpose. Like it's like a, like it would be a championship belt. Like yeah, but I mean like it could also you could also argue like reality like why wouldn't the person just cash it in as soon as they can instead of trying to defend it you know what i mean yeah i mean i don't uh i guess i mean i guess it would be posted depending on who the character that's that has it at that moment in time yeah. but to defend it like a belt would be a little silly because then what's the point of winning that match and, and that special pay-per-view that sure. it's all for you know what i mean yeah that part i wouldn't like of it but i guess anything to get a little more creative and draw some ratings i guess i guess no one else would be opposed to it right yeah, no, I agree. I think I think I agree with you with this this current this last money in the bank briefcase has been very I know the year has had something to do with it with the situation, so I don't wanna guess hammer it too hard, but they could have gone about it significantly better than what's what's transpired. I think you're right. I agree. Wholeheartedly. Um NJ three thoughts on TLC. Um anything that's still got to in particular. I thought the show actually was a good show all in all. In all. I mean, I, I know Nick, Nick is saying the tarnishing of the briefcase, but you got to at least give that – let's put the briefcase aside for a minute. No, the show, the, the match show was itself, good. I, I do agree. 100% yeah, it was awesome. The show was good. The match itself was really good. Um, I think the insertion of The Miz added a little bit of a different flair to the show, which could then hopefully revisit Drew and AJ down the road again. Because I think that's kind of the point. You didn't want to give that – like, I guess give that up at like a TLC. You want that to be more like a one of the maybe the big four. So I guess maybe that was their kind of way of – keeping that one-on-one wrestling match special for us in the future. Um, uh, but I really did enjoy TLC. A big thing that I loved, which you know I, I do not like them, was uh, was uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax losing, finally dropping those titles. It was terrible what they did. Um, I don't like Nia Jax at all. I think her character is horrendous. I don't see any any profitability in her character, period. Um, so would you prefer Jada Baszler uh, is, is, is the star in that group and she needs to be able to do her thing. And I'm so happy God willing, she'll be able to kind of go back on her own and do what she does best. Would you prefer to Nia Jax eight by 10 or Lars Sullivan eight by 10? What would you <laughs> honestly, a Nia Jax eight by 10 because so, Lars Sullivan makes me sick. <laughs> at least, at least, you know, I can hate her for what she doesn't, you know, doesn't do in the ring, which is bring put anyone over or done anything good, but that's just my opinion. But we got the return of Charlotte Flair. I mean, yeah, it's been six months. They need her back, and I, you know, it's it's funny because we 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 say that not we, but I'm saying like some people in the wrestling community say that once she's there, she gets titled, she gets pushed to the top. But we kind of need her back, and I'm happy that she is back because she helped get the titles off of them. The double double champ thing with Oscar again. Man, this double double champ crap. Can, can they just figure that out? Like, does everyone need to be a double double champ? Like, come on. No. I'm happy that they dropped the titles. I'm happy Charlotte's back. Yeah, no, nah, me too. Um, Naya and Shayna, we hope that they maybe go a singles route after this. I don't, I'm not sure if they do it right away, but I know how you said, like, sh- let Shayna get that, that run as a singles competitor somehow. Um, yeah. Set them off against each other and then have Shayna come out on top and move forward. Yeah, and Charlotte being back is great, man. I think it just adds, it makes the division better than what it was. So you can't really ask for much more. Um, Tom, the inevitable TLC. We saw someone get burned alive. <laughs> it was tragic, <laughs> but great at the same time. Randy the Pyro Orton strikes again, man. I swear that freaking guy. He likes setting shit on fire, and first time he set a human being on fire, which was pretty interesting. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean that. That whole match. I mean, when it first started off, I'm like, where's the fire? You know what I mean? I mean, I thought it was going to be like Inferno, like around the ring, like they used to do years ago. And then when the Fiend did his little thing and it all was like, oh, shit. Okay, that's a cool, that was a cool spot right there. But yeah, that's, 
crazy match. And man, when he got set on fire, I was like, oh, and he kept going, which I thought I thought was going to end right there. But they just yeah. kept going with it. That was freaking crazy. And then, you know, like like Orton does, you know, he set him on fire and it was just like, wow. So absolutely. Yeah, with when he got when he got set on fire outside, then went into the ring, got the RKO. Yeah, I was like, that was pretty fucking cool, man. I know yeah. that I, from what I read, that match was pre-recorded, obviously. Um, yeah. But like the the way they meshed that edge looked really cool. It was a really yeah. cool visual um, from watching it on TV. And granted, it wasn't the infernal match that we saw with Kane and Undertaker, but that was dangerously close to the ring yeah. and like that's a safety hazard i feel like yeah yeah, yeah. a lot of shit they pulled back in the <laughs> it, day was it, and it benefits from no fans obviously in the crowd you know yeah it just looked really fucking cool man yeah. um we bray lost so you could think about it certain ways um i think i see it more as uh like a horror character as we've said before and him coming back, like you didn't burn my, you thought you burned Michael Myers alive, and he came back and he fucking killed everybody. So like, I think you could look at it different ways. I, I didn't see it as a negative. Um, I know some people did. So I, it's, it is, it's that's when you, that's when wrestling becomes subjective, right? It's like you don't always have the same opinion as other people. So, well, the way I looked at it was, I mean, look at Undertaker. He didn't win every casket match in his day. You remember, remember the big one with Yokozuna? You know, when he lost the Rumble, then he, you know, he was on the project, the, the screen, everything. Yeah. So I think, you know, he'll go away for, I think, like a month. I think he's coming back a Rumble, and then he'll screw it Orton again. So maybe he's hurt, or maybe he just wants to take time off kind of thing. So, you know, but I, and like Alexa said on Raw, you know, I'm going to get into it, but she's like, he's going to come back something you've never seen before, something like that. So maybe they do, they tweak his character a little bit, but I'm excited to see what happens with it. Yeah, I kind of wanted to mesh that in with Alexis Playground, which I thought was actually really cool on Raw. Yeah, um, sure, yeah. I, I it was a different like aspect. She was in like a little swing set thing, very creepy. Had the white eyes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy came out. It was perfect. Yeah, it was actually perfect. Great seeing her back on Raw, which mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Um, I think it was like perfect timing. Like she took off for vacation. Bray goes to yeah. wherever, however long he is out for, and she comes back, and it kind of like keeps that aura of them still there. So that was like just a good move on that part. Um, and like you said, she told Randy when Bray comes back, it's like something you've never seen before. Uh, you had hinted that you think it's going to be at the rumble. Um, yeah. And I just want to get NJ three and noodles, your opinion on this NJ three, just your thoughts on the whole Bray thing. And then what you see of this, like the end game of it. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I thought it was, it was very, it was very different. The match. Um, I, I liked it a lot. I, I just, you know, I always want to be careful with, with Bray's character because they've kind of like scared me in the past personally yeah. with how they've handled his wins and losses, right? And I know we, you know, I, at least I'm not a person that says wins and losses mean everything, but it does mean something at the end of the day. So if he can at least come back at Royal Rumble, come back with maybe a new little small, I guess, change in his character, whatever they're trying to do, whatever Alexa Bliss was um, alluding to on Monday night, cost Randy something legitimate at the Royal Rumble, whether he's the reason he gets eliminated whatever it may be but cost him that at least yeah and then finish this feud where it needs to be finished and if i and and let bray be the one to go over i'd be happy with that kind of direction and they can kind of move forward the two of them and i think that this is might be a filler because edge might not be ready right now to be very honest so which is why i think that they might kind of continue this at royal rumble a little bit forward before maybe mania i think that makes the most Mm -hmm. sense um and i agree i think 
it it's it's tough. It's like you you find yourself like halfway. It's like Bray lost, but like in that type of fashion, it's not like he lost to Goldberg at Super Showdown, whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, different. Exactly. It was different yeah. to me. Yeah. Just the way he went out. Noodles, just uh, your thoughts on the Bray thing, and then like what you think may happen going forward. Uh, the the reason why I get I got so mad about it is one, does Randy Orton need to win, especially in that way? Like Randy Orton is one of the most established wrestlers in history. Bray's character is awesome as the Phoenix hasn't really accomplished that much. It's still very relatively new. It's not like he's there every day or every week or to keep the trend going. So the fact that, you know, one of his first like bigger feuds, he goes down right out, right out the gate after dominating Randy Orton week after week with his appearances and putting him down. I just, I just feel very upset with the fact that he's just, his character has always been made a joke and it's always been the coolest character on the thing. Now, so you might not think that it's been a joke, but yeah, when you constantly lose the biggest matches you face as that particular character, it starts to become a joke. Every time he re-evolves, he comes back better than ever, and it's still never rewarded with the proper care that it deserves. Now, I agree with you. And and that bothers me a lot. I agree with you on past things. It just, this one, more than ever, I'm okay with just because of the way it happened. But but think about it. He's had two really monster feuds as the Fiend. He's now lost them both. He lost to Goldberg in fucking three three minutes, and now he lost to Randy Orton in that way. Well, that's what I'm saying. This without this, really accomplishing anything in between. This certain loss is the one that I'm okay with. Not, I mean, the Goldberg one I was absolutely I was like disgusted by, but um, I think this the way. He, if you were booking it though, wouldn't you want to book some some mega wins in between before you end the character to another evolution of another one? I mean, he's he's won other matches as the Fiend. But name one that was of, of mega importance of, of this magnitude. Seth Rollins when he won the, the, the championship. I'm talking after that. After he won the title right away, he's been, he's, he hasn't won anything. He just shows up on Raw and beats people up. Hasn't won any he, matches. He did beat Cena in a 5-5 Funhouse match. <laughs> if you call it that. <laughs> I just, about- again, like, I, I thought it was just too soon for him to have to have an evolution when he's was been the most destructive character they've had going in years. Okay. Just one man's opinion, Joe. That's but I, in, in, I, in certain like circumstances, said, like, like Jersey said, mm-hmm. wins don't always matter, but they do when you don't have a lot of them to support it. Fair, fair statement. Uh, we, like I said in the beginning, subjective, uh, that is wrestling. I disagree. I don't want to take away from the match. So the match was cool. And that stuff yeah. was awesome. Don't get me wrong. Fair. Very fair point from Nicky Noodles, as always. And I respect <laughs> it. I just don't agree with it. Damn it. Um, you can agree to disagree. Agree to disagree, as always. Uh, yeah, I mean, everything else on Raw, that we talked about the Miz uh, cutting a nice promo, arguing that he should have the money in the bank briefcase. Uh, do we think um, – do we know where the Seamus Keith Lee Drew thing is going? Um, I don't know. I we had brought up maybe that uh, it's they, hopefully they could possibly swerve us and give us Keith Lee turning heel as opposed to Sheamus. I think that'd be something I'd be okay with. That that'd would be, be some real good storyline yeah. writing right there. Of, I would be all for that. Yeah, I don't know if I don't, actually given where the state of Keith Lee's character has been, that might be one of the only things to kind of get it back on track. Yeah, and then there's other because everyone thinks it's Sheamus and it ends up being Keith Lee. That yeah, that would be good booking. 
That's a, a Swarovski <laughs> right there. Um, there's also a lot of uh, fantasy booking from fans online right now, hoping that he gets taken in by the Hurt Business and that he becomes like their world champion with them. Uh, that's something I'd also be on board with if, if they did it right. It doesn't really make sense at this current moment because um, they have nothing to do with each other. But if down the line he did join the Hurt Business and then, yeah, if him as the heavyweight champion, Lashley as the United States, and then Cedric and Shelton, I mean, that's a pretty dominant faction yeah. right there. Because I don't yeah. think MVP serves as a viable... Uh, heavyweight champion. No, he's doing yeah. very evolution like. Yeah, exactly. And so, he's basically the mouthpiece at this point, which is you know he's good at it, but I don't see him as a like. It'd be a total domination of a of a faction, though. I'll tell oh, you, be, awesome. be great. Be, yeah, it'd be great. So, WWE, if you do listen, if you will, uh, take one of those <laughs> options and run with it with Keith Lee, because I I I mean I kind of like what they're doing right now. They they're keeping him relevant in the main event picture or one of the main event pictures, and it's he's not. I think it's it's been better than what we saw when he first came up. Uh, so hopefully they go that route. Um, anything else on Raw? I think we're pretty good. Everything else, nothing stuck out to me. Garza came back, which is great. Um, it, but like I said, like uh, a, a normal Raw episode that uh, that was just basic and nothing stuck, like it wasn't anything extravagant. So unless you guys have anything else to hit on, uh, we can move forward and uh, – Noodles, anything you had noted down? Are you good? Anything else you want to talk about? I'm ready to roll, pal. Let's go. Um, keep the show rolling. Let's keep going. I'm going to stay hot with, with WWE here. Uh, we'll end it off with uh, the Wednesday nights. Friday Night SmackDown was last night, boys. Um, and I'd say, I'm not sure if you guys were able to watch it. It was Christmas. Um, I'm currently home with my wife and baby, so we didn't really have much to do. And I watched the full episode live for the first time in a very long time. It was, one of the best, it was one of the best <laughs> wrestling shows I've seen on TV all year, to say the least. It reminded main, me of like... Meaning main roster WWE or just wrestling shows? Wrestling shows, right? Okay. Definitely the best wrestling show this week that I watched, um, but almost all year. I it's, it's It sticks out. Four matches in two hours, each r- roughly getting at least a half an hour each, um, barring commercials and stuff like that. Big E is the new Intercontinental Champion. It was done so well. It was fantastic. NJ3, your boy Big E. I love count. it. Powder. Five count. Powder. He's back, baby. He's back. Let's go. I love everything about that. I mean, they've, they, you know, he had his feud with Sheamus. He was written, um, he was written off. No, wait. I'm, I'm thinking that was before oh. he got traded over. I'm trying to think of what, what kind of like started his little progression to kind of pay off now. I forgot where it was, but let's just move. I, I don't want to. My mind is not working. I haven't had my full cup of coffee. <laughs> so I liked seeing the fact that he went on his solo, on his like little solo run. He's had his little things in between. He's had some wins. He's had, he's doing his little thing. And it's been nice to see it culminate with this payoff, right? Because him leaving the new day was for him to go on a singles run. And this was the payoff that he needed. And he got celebrated in the ring as he should. Um, he is the real deal. He is the future. I could not be happier to see him have the IC title on his on his shoulder now for the second time. But I think for this time, it's going to be extremely meaningful for him and uh, that brand going forward. So, SmackDown, yeah. you did a really good job with this one, pal. Yeah, I think no one more deserving than Big E right now. Um, and like you said, done it properly. It feels better this time around than, than it did the first time. No, nothing against that. I think it was back in 2013 he got that. And... Uh, just a proper build to someone that we know is going to be a huge star. Uh, 
going forward and eventually in the main event scene. So I like the way they're doing this. And you got to give props to Sami Zayn too for holding his heel role as the absolutely as that as that heel champion. So um, we love to hate him. That's why we have Nick on the podcast. We yep, love absolutely. to hate him. I fucking hate him. <laughs> I know you do, but you got to love the work he's doing, though. You got to get it to that. I definitely give him credit where it's due for sure. And, yeah. and that's why that match works so well because you have a, a, a legitimate babyface versus a heel that is so easy to hate and it just works and they're both good at what they do it just was really good you almost very enjoyable it almost i agree it almost hurts that there was no fans there in person and that it was a pre-taped show that got leaked um i mean biggie ran with it and did fine anyway uh the reaction on social media was fantastic but uh just just shout out to to biggie uh really awesome he deserves Um, every bit of that man he's 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 been underappreciated for uh, a long time as far as the singles run has gone. So I'm glad he's getting his due because he is a star. Big one. Big star. Huge. 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 Um, they they came in, SmackDown came in hot from, uh, I think it was the Saints-Vikings game on Fox. Mm-hmm. They, they flowed right into SmackDown, maybe a few minutes after eight, but started off hot with KO versus Roman Reigns in the fucking steel cage for the Universal Championship. They wanted to keep those football viewers around, if, if any, if they can grab any of them. Smart move in my in my eyes. Um, not sure if you caught the match or if you caught SmackDown, but I want to let you know it was be- almost better than the TLC match. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, just any thoughts on? I mean, KO lost yeah. uh, in great heel fashion. Um, did you catch the match? I, I'm yeah. not sure. Okay, yeah. so what, what were mm-hmm. your thoughts on that? Sorry. No, I mean it was just you know typical like what they've been doing for the last couple of weeks with KO and Roman. I mean you know Roman's playing up the heel. I mean, perfectly. KO's like, you know, the face that's like trying to, you know, beat him and everything. And the odds are stacked against him. You know, you had Jay, you know, he freaking handcuffed him to the cage at the end there, which I thought was pretty cool and everything. But nah, it was just awesome match. And uh, and I just love the way when he was like, KO was like handcuffed to the cage. And he's like, you know, you're a little bitch. And Roman's just walking down the stairs like, oh, he bastard. I was like, oh, man, just he's playing this. I know we said he's playing this so well. I just love it. And everything. Great. It just top ten, everything right there was just so awesome. Great, great start to SmackDown. To say that, so. that's fantastic. And uh, to follow that match, we had the triple threat women's tag team elimination match for the title for the titles. We had the champions Charlotte and Oscar versus Sasha and Bianca Belair versus Bailey and Carmella. I mean, that's like the best of the best right there. You can argue. Um, very, very solid match. Uh, Charlotte and Oscar came out on top. Charlotte's putting over the natural selection now is like her finisher. Nice. Uh, she's throwing, yeah. she's throwing the the fig, what is it? Uh, figure eight, figure eight on, but then she she hooked the natural selection for a pin. So I like that. Um, they went over. Uh, noodles, I'll get to you in a second. Uh, Brian, D- Daniel Bryan over Jey Uso. He announces he's going to join the enter the Royal Rumble as the first entry. So I thought that was pretty cool. Not the first entry, but the first participant. Um, and after SmackDown is what I got. I saw on social media. I'm not sure if they mentioned it during the show, but uh, next week we get a returning Seth Rollins. So it was pretty a nice little quick vacation. Um, yeah. I just want your initial uh, thoughts on Seth Rollins coming back and uh, what you hope is planned for Seth Rollins going forward. Ooh, this is for me, Chuck. That's for you, buddy. Oh wow! No, I, I can't. I can't wait for Rollins to get back. Uh, he's. He's been sorely missed for the last, uh, I'd say, how long has it been? It's probably been about like two months. No, not even. Like, no, two weeks. Like two yeah. weeks. 
I feel like it's been a while. Well, he did lose in some horrific fashions there right before he he, he bowed out. It's COVID um, time. They can't tell yeah. time when it's COVID time. <laughs> Every day is like two years. Day. Two years. No, two weeks. No, but uh, it, it'd be great to have him back. Uh, and I'd like to see him get involved right away into a, a bigger feud right out the gate. Like he's he's one of the greatest in the game right now. So it'd be much overdue, especially after his long drawn out feud with the Mysterio family. It'd be nice to see him get back to where he belongs in, in dominating fashion. Yeah, I wonder where they go with him leading up to Rumble. I'm not uh out time you can go in. I think maybe I think maybe his first maybe goes after Big E for the Intercontinental Bell. I think that'd be legit. I can fuck with that. Yeah, that ain't bad. I think that'd be pretty cool. Is he has he ever won is he ever won a rumble? Rollins, yes. He yeah. did, right? Yeah. Two years ago. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, so um I don't know. I don't know where they go with him because, like, ideally, you'd think they bring him back. You go after the champion, but it's Reigns, so yeah, you, yeah. You don't the two of the top heels in that in that show. You don't really double down on. So, um, you think he come back as a babyface? Yeah, so yeah, maybe he does that. Who knows? I loved him as the the. Ah, oh, well, he's the best as a heel, but he does his best work as a heel when he's like more of like in the championship picture. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see what they do. I think, he would, I think he would. I think he would have a killer feud with Jey Uso. The way, Jay, Jay, the way Jay's been doing his thing lately. I think you have him and Brian hold it over, have a couple of solid matches leading up to Rumble. I think I'd be okay with that. I think he's the man. Maybe he comes back like saying like, you know, because they announced that he's a father. Maybe they come back, oh, I'm a father now. My my views have changed type of thing. Maybe they play something up like that. I mean, any endless possibilities with him. So it'd be pretty cool. I, I think he's going to enter the Royal Rumble. They're going to do him versus Daniel Bryan. And then they're going to have a match to see who comes in first and who comes in 30th. Oh, I don't know. I'm just fucking digital. <laughs> uh, Creative yeah. juices are flowing for you today. The holiday spirit. Dude, holiday spirit. Got the eggnog. <laughs> sipping on that eggnog. You know how it is. <laughs> Little Baileys. Um, so that was the, the main roster shows of the week. SmackDown was phenomenal, guys. If you haven't watched it, I know it was pre-taped. We kind of knew it was going to happen. Go out and watch that show. It was like pay-per-view caliber. I'm not even going to lie. Um, we are in a very short time constraint today, as everyone is for the holidays. Uh, we love you all. Jersey, hit us with those Wednesday nights, bro. Let's let's get into it. Let's do it. And let's stay in the holiday spirit. And let's stay with Nicky Noodles, because who doesn't want to hear more of him, right? Because <laughs> that's the gift that keeps on giving. He's the ratings. Because I know that he is the ratings driver. And, and this was a huge ratings get for NXT, was the Gargano Christmas celebration. Mm-hmm. Now... There's not many times that we get wel- welcome into some of our favorite superstars' homes. <laughs> so I know when Nick found out that the Garganos are going to be sharing their Christmas celebration with us, he tuned right in. Um, this was very well done. Very well done. Always is with Johnny Wrestling these days. <laughs> it really is. The way Johnny, Candice, Indy, and Austin Theory, you know, they were celebrating at the Gargano house. And there were some gifts that were given by Johnny, and they were really thought out. Thoughtful, great gifts. I know I know. already Nick has gone on to the WWE shop or the NXT shop. He's already ordered what Austin Theory was given, which is Johnny Gargano, the whey protein. Um, I thought very clever use of the word, the whey, because that's their group name, and he got whey protein. Whey protein, very, it's a home run. <laughs> very nicely done. Really funny. I loved it. Um, I thought that was great. Indy got a PS5. Or tremendous we gift. thought, or yeah. we thought it was Would an empty been a box. Gift. <laughs> um, but she actually was given the nickname Indie Wrestling. I get which, which again, well done, <laughs> perfect, perfectly done. And Johnny's doing great. And then the last gift that was given to Candice was the one of the destroyed wheels from Shanti's tank. Um, 
Johnny, great gift giver. Very thoughtful. Tremendous, tremendous. Um, it's kind of like um, me. Nick, absolutely. <laughs> except for my gift, but then the second gift really made up for it. Um, Nick, Gargano Christmas. This had to be a hit for you, right? Oh, is this? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Okay. Because I just, I saw the whole segment. I was cracking up hysterical. I loved it. And I thought of you right away. And I'm like, I can see Nick in like one of those, like the two piece, like the the, the Christmas suits with Johnny's face all over it. Like that's like his Christmas holiday suit. And just, just enjoy I tried to present my like gifts to, to Morgan and my brother in the exact same way, Johnny wrestling style. <laughs> and, and how was, and how was it perceived? Very well received. <laughs> okay, good. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you the work he's doing though, I've, you know, his transformation as far as in his comedic role and obviously his work in the ring has never been in question, but he's really taken on a, a new way and a new light to his character. And it's just been tremendous. And his, his, him being able to, you know, really, Austin theory and put those guys over and bring them onto the map is going to be, you know, great for them and, and for NXT at the highest level. Yeah. They are really in good hands with Candice and Johnny. Tommy. I just say Austin theory, one of the funniest freaking guys in NXT. I mean, that whole segment with him with the powder and everything. Was hilarious. And when they take the picture at the end and he spit, Oh my, I was like, perfect. great. It's. I think it's allowing Austin to not like to, to kind of take the pressure off because his in-ring work is is it right? Yeah. And that Tommy alluded to it really good right there. His in-ring work is 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 top notch. What needs to him to get over is the character build, and I think this is the perfect opportunity for him to kind of stretch those muscles a little bit and get that character build and show us that other side and become that whole package that we always talk about week to week. Well, it takes all the pressure off him, right? I mean, at the end of the day, if he doesn't have to be the one-man show, he doesn't have to be the star. He can he can work off other people and really enhance himself and make him a little bit more comfortable in doing so as time goes on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can I ask you guys a serious uh, question quick? Yeah, this sure. This is so off track. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to drive the time here. Do we see guys like, well, why Gargano? are you doing it then? I mean, I don't know why. I, I need to oh, okay. Uh, right. Do you see guys like Gargano and like Champa that are forever NXT guys that like retire down in NXT? Do you think they have guys like that? Or is it always inevitable? They're going to make it up their way up to the main roster. Cause I see like, it is a great question. I see like Gargano as a guy, and Chamba are guys that like will forever be down NXT there. lifers, yeah. yeah, and like never go up to the main roster. Like I feel like that would be a cool. I don't know if NXT plans on doing thing, a thing like that, or does everyone inevitably just go up to the main roster? Well, Chamba always said if he goes to the main roster, he's retiring. I mean, I don't know if he's just saying that, but yeah. who knows? I, don't know. I think a lot of guys feel the same way. I mean, you've heard multiple people say stuff like that. You know, Samoa Joe was another one who never wanted to come up to the main roster. He would have stayed down in NXT forever. I bet you Finn Balor, he would probably think the same way, too. He, yeah. You know, as much as he had a nice little run right out the gate, he was, you know, he kind of got, you know, pushed over on multiple occasions. I think the NXT way is much more comfortable for these guys to be able to yeah. do what they want to do. They know, like, they already, they, the stigma is for to going up to the main rosters is devastating now. No one wants a part of it. I agree. And before Jersey kills me, you can continue. I apologize. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's a good question. I, I it's. It's tough, right? Because if you think about it, you need to you need to sometimes cater to the superstars that you have, right? You can't always just think that it's going to work in every platform. And I think for Champ and Gargano, as special as they are, I think what they're doing at NXT is is going to be game changing for the brand. Yeah, um, they're building stars down there. The feuds that Champ is going through right now, he's going through feuds. I mean, Gargano is building Austin Theory up to actually be a legitimate character, not just a good wrestler. Like these are things that are these are like like intangibles that they're providing to the brand. And I think it's something that they need to be very careful with how they proceed moving forward because you can't replicate 
so easily what Johnny and Champa mean to the NXT brand and what Finn yeah. is doing down there. Yeah. Like Finn got lost up here. Yeah. The second he, I forget if it was a separated shoulder, or broken clavicle. I forget exactly what happened to his injury. If anyone wants to remind me, please. But he never came back the same. Yeah, you're right. And he's later in his age. He looks obviously like a million dollars, but he's he's in his he's in his late thirties. Like his resurgence came back in NXT. Mm-hmm. They almost they almost messed him up. How could you almost mess up Finn Balor? <laughs> but they almost did. Yeah. But him going back to NXT is what breath breath life into his character again and into the brand. And I think they realize that more now that a promotion to the to the main roster is not necessarily a promotion at the end of the day. If the character calls for it, do it. But if it doesn't necessarily call for it, you don't have to do it. Unless the money's different though. It may be, but for guys like Gargano and Champa who may live a simpler life, I mean, if you guys remember the Champa documentary when um he went through his rehab yeah. and his wife had the baby. His wife is a simple girl. His this life is a simple life. He doesn't yeah. do these big elaborate things. And you know, when you look at Johnny, I think it's similar to them. They have like a nice little home in Florida. They have their puppy. Like it's just like they don't need to have that John yeah. Cena lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You know, and you might lose it if you go up there. So like you may you may like lose out on like opportunities and like I don't know. Hey, very well point. I just I just didn't know. Listen, I'm here for questions. I'll yeah. give you answers. Right. But don't derail me from my segment again. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Joey, let's stick with you because since you okay. like to talk 75% of the time. The Colossal. Um, I know it's your show. It is your name. Um, the Colossal Bronson Reed is back. Your boy. My boy. Well, so they gave him, I guess, a new moniker, the Colossal. I thought he was a, I thought it was a thick boy or maybe that was just, that was just they, our they thing. They threw them both around, I think. Okay. Yeah. But he's, he's back. He's back. It was a quick squash match. Don't get me wrong on uh, Ashanti the Adonis. But I just want to take your take on Bronson Reed coming back, you know, because he was in that he was in that great feud leading up to the North American Championship, you know, that ladder match, you know, some months back. But now that he's back, or obviously I'm sure you're happy he's back, but what, what would you like to see from Bronson Reed? Uh, you know what? I I don't know. Uh, I think maybe it's hard, right? Yeah, it's tough. I love. He's a great, great athlete, great worker uh, for a big man. And you know, I'm very biased to those guys. Um, so I'm always on board with whatever he does. Uh, he's pretty dominant too. I love the splash off the top rope. I think he can work. I don't know where they what they plan on doing with Gargano going forward. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him maybe go after the North American title. Um, I, I don't maybe not winning it, but I think just have that that little rub there just on a singles uh, a, a singles feud, but. I'm not sure. I'm not. Uh, I know before he made his uh, NXT debut on on house shows, him and uh, Malcolm Bivens were aligned. So I don't know. Maybe they revisit that as a as a as a heel. He gets that like that's part of uh, Malcolm Bivens' Bivens group. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Malcolm Bivens, I mean Timothy. Uh, excuse me. Whoa, looked at my wrong thing. Tyler Rust obviously had a really impressive match with Malcolm Bivens. So I wonder if you would align, like you said, maybe you align Bronson. You know, maybe if Bronson isn't getting that rub and that pushover that he wants, maybe you line him with Bibbins to help him kind of get that push and it's that like, rub. Because like when Heenan had like a smorgasbord of like guys on like the Heenan family, you have the right. Bibbins family, and then he has a bunch of dudes. They don't always have to be like Rustin. Uh, uh, what's his name? I just fucking talked about him. Uh, the big guy. Reed? Reed, yeah, Bronson Reed. Sorry, I just forgot. Oh my god. It's not you have to have them tag up or anything. You just say Bivens represents multiple guys. So I think that's something you could do. Yeah, no, good point. Um Tommy, 
Mm. Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream. Mm. Wasn't, wasn't give, they didn't like really promote it. It happened during the show. We had a returning Velveteen Dream. We've had fantastic feuds with Adam Cole and Velveteen. I did not expect it, yeah, but no. I did appreciate it personally. Tommy, I, I know you're a big Cole man, and I know you like Velveteen Dream. It was kind of like a re-chapter. We get to re- reread this chapter again, but I thought it was really good main event. Uh, I mean, main event. What did you think of it? Yeah, no, I mean, when it comes to those two, you expect they always put on a good show. And this one was hard-hitting, too, man. I mean, the freaking the super kicks that he was giving them and the whole – it was just crazy. I mean, I mean, it's funny because months ago, you know, Cole was the heel and face uh, and Dream was the face, and they reversed, which was, I thought, pretty cool. So, And I think Dream works better as a heel. Personally, you know, I think that character does. But, no, nah, it was a lot of fun and good way to close out the show. I really thought something was going to happen at the end, like someone was going to attack Cole because it was, like, kind of setting up for that. But I guess, you know, they want to let it, you know, whatever. But, no, it was good, good, good main event for a, a always solid NXT show. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I thought it was actually a very solid NXT show. I was very happy with it. Um, you know, we had an opening street fight with Killian Dane and Drake Maverick taking on uh, Lorcan and Birch, which is extremely hard hitting. It was a nice, almost like taking a page out of out of, out of uh, AEW Dynamite's playbook with like a, a quick paced, hard hitting tag match. And I thought it was actually pretty good. Yeah, I did enjoy it. I agree. Um, we're gonna get we're gonna get Rhea and Raquel Gonzalez in a Last Woman Standing's match That's coming up soon. Point. And that was it. That was not verbally announced, but it was. Visually announced and drawn by the one and only the host for New Year's Evil, Tom's boy, Dexter Loomis. That's pretty cool. um, Which is pretty sweet. And um, Mercedes Martinez, I think, is the is the winner of Retribution because she's not in the group. (laughs) And she's looking to go after Io Shirai. So I guess really she really is the standout star of Retribution because she's already exceeded and dropped her terrible name that was provided to her and 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 face and now she's in nxt where she belongs and going to be in a good feud with eo so could, could that, didn't think the women's division could get better down there and it just did so and it always does and it's fantastic and we're going to get and we're going to get a, a fight pit match because uh thatcher and champa got to finish this thing once and for all and i tell you man that first fight pit match with thatcher and and, and um and riddle i thought was great so i, I awesome. have, my yeah. expectations are through the roof for this one i know they're going to deliver but all in all, I thought NXT was a really good show. I very much enjoyed it. Very. But uh, let's get some AEW, a little dynamite. Um, Nick, I want your help with this one. So it's really funny, right? They promote Sting and Tony Schiavone having like interviews. Like it's, I think it's like the third week in a row. Yeah. That they're going to say, all right, Sting's going to talk now. Sting's going to talk. And it's legitimately like this a same <laughs> type of segment. Fine. I can't get enough Sting, right, at this point because we haven't had Sting for a while. No, it's we it's an appreciation tour now, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah. like you got to take it when you get it because you don't know how much longer that stuff goes for. That is very true. So Sting is having his interview in the, in the ring with Tony Schiavone, and he's interrupted by Team Taz. Again. Um, Starks powerhouse um his son hook and uh and brian cage and you know they're talking they're calling out sting you know what he's what's going on and we had a visual of darby allen up in the quote-unquote i guess rafters of the daily's place the lights go out and he appears in the ring side by side it was pretty damn cool pretty damn cool Mm -hmm. i thought it was a really cool segment i thought it was really well done and it kept team taz out of the ring yes so I know we we're alluding to Sting in, in possibly like a, a maybe like a three on three tag match with Darby and Cody, but there wasn't a sign of Cody in this segment 
I guess do we see maybe Sting and Darby tag up first, or I guess what do you what are you seeing? What are you thinking? It could it could very well be that way. Um, it's clear as day that the the passing of the torch for the face paint warriors is going to be Sting to Darby. There's no doubt about that, which is amazing. I mean, as as much as Darby's accomplished uh, so far, you know the credit like the major credibility there it hasn't really gotten his full worth. So I think putting him with Sting could really solidify him as a real time main event player for a long time. So no matter which way they go, if they go tag team or three-way with Cody, I'm cool with either one, to be honest, and kick this thing off on the, on the right foot, especially to get Sting involved and, and get him back in the ring and uh, you know for his last tour. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. I think we've, we've alluded to it on previous shows. The tag match is the way you introduce Sting. Um, he'll get those one-on-one matches, but make those legitimately special. Yeah, especially Don't when you do just, like like you you yeah. said earlier, against Jericho or something like that. Some some that's going to be monumentous. You know what I mean? Right. I couldn't agree more. But you want to kind of introduce him to your AEW audience, which who knows Stinger? Right? They already do. But you want to do it the AEW way, and I think yep. giving him tag matches is the way to protect him, but also mm-hmm. make it feel special and help get guys over. So I couldn't agree with you more, um, Joey. This one might hurt you a little bit. So we get an opening <laughs> match of Jericho and MJF against Top Flight. Jake Hager helps MJF get the pin on top flight. After the match, Son of a bitch. Hager opens his fat mouth <laughs> and calls out Wardlow for not showing up and him being really the muscle of the inner circle. Um, we're going to get a Hager-Wardlow match, Joey. Yes, we are. I know it hurts you to hear someone ever speak bad about Wardlow. And I'll first of all say shout out to Wardlow, of course, because we need to do it every show. Um, Joey Hager Wardlow, is is this what we need to see? Are you nervous for Wardlow maybe losing to Hager? What do you first think? First off, uh, shout out to Wardlow as well. Um, no, this is what I wanted to see, and I think Wardlow's gonna okay. fucking rip his face off. And, okay, uh, Hager, as he should, right? Hager opened his mouth like you said. Wrong move, brother. You don't know what you're messing with, dude. The future of AEW is gonna take you down. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm actually pre- I'm pretty excited for that though. I'm super excited. Uh, I think that announcement of the match stuck out more to me than the tag team match itself. So sorry. No, yeah, for sure. I think it did too, and I think that's that's um, that was a big point, and I'm I'm excited to see what that's going to lead to um, with their one on one match, and I think Warlow's going to go over in my opinion, but Should. we will see. Um, Tommy Young Bucks defended their titles against the acclaimed. When I see the acclaimed, I think of a very poor man's Enzo and Big Cass. Um, I don't like, I just, I don't know. I didn't, I don't like their rapping. I really don't enjoy it. I don't think it's that good. I think their in-ring work is, is good. Um, I know that everyone needs a gimmick and character, but I just, I don't like it personally. But hey, you know, never, not everyone's got to like everything. But the match I thought was pretty good. Um, Young Bucks and the acclaimed. Uh, Young Bucks do defend, that they, they defend the titles and they did win. So I guess... What do you, what do you what do you take from the, from this? You know they claim we're on eight eight win streak. They lost to the Young Bucks. How'd you like the match? What do you think of the acclaimed? And I guess where do you think the Young Bucks go from here? I mean, yeah, definitely a decent match. I think this is you know the way it was, like the bug that they they put them over, but just to show hey like these guys are good, even though like their characters, like you said, the whole rapping thing is kind of like eh, you know, not the greatest, whatever. But no, I mean, really good match, and you know. I mean, I'm sure the acclaim will get, you know, chances down the line again. But, um, you know, I really don't know where it goes for the Bucks from here. I mean, do they go against FTR again? Do they go against some maybe a team from the Dark Order? I mean, I really don't 
no. So, I mean, I just, yeah, I don't see a clear direction for them either, to be honest. Like they've, they've, you know, they've run these little, I guess, one-off small match feuds just to kind of, I guess, have good wrestling matches to kind of prove them as the top tag team in their, in the, in the division. But I don't really, I had, I don't say a, a, who's next for them. Like what's a good feud for them. Yeah. And I mean, I think they're going to hold on to the titles. I think for a long time. I mean, I don't know how, how long until, but I mean, like I said, will they go back to FTR or whatever? But I mean, as we said, I really don't see where they're going with it, but maybe they're just doing like these little things just to show, Hey, look at these tag teams we got here type of thing going against us. Maybe that's their plan. Who knows, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. We will see what happens. There was a big segment that we were speaking about before the show started, but I figured let's kind of bring that content on the show. Uh, Tony interviewed Sean Spears. And uh, I know this is a really big segment. I stuck out to Joey, but this can be for all the boys. Um, pretty much alluded to that he's that he sees that he's going down the same path that he was in WWE. That he referred to another three-letter organization that he did not get the success that he felt he deserved in. Um, Joey, let's stick with you because I know you had a really good, you had some good points and some good comparisons, and I know you like to talk about, uh, you know, Sean Spears. He's your boy. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, they took him off, and you told us that they took him off the AEW roster page on the website. Yep. Um, he alluded to going down the same path that he did in WWE, but not being appreciated and uh, deserving talent of more time is not. They don't know what to do with him. Um, I guess. Take me through this segment that you that you when you noticed and what do you see going from here? And what would you like to see? Yeah, I think I think he had said I don't have the exact quote in front of me. It's like different three letters, same scenario, same outcome. So different organizations, same booking scenario. Uh, he's not getting enough time on TV that he thinks he deserves. Uh, so basically acknowledging the lack of respect he got in WWE as well. Um, he said he came in hot from WWE, like he was a, a hot character, and they haven't used him to the right. But then he brought up like Cody, Tony Khan, stuff like that. So I thought it was pretty cool. Um, makes more interested in like what they're going to do with him next. Uh, but I, I had brought up to you guys before the show that maybe they can utilize this as booking him into like going the impact and like potentially maybe grabbing guys from impact and starting like a, a not maybe I don't want to say an invasion, but like a a uh, an attack on AEW. I don't know if they'll go that route. Um, what they have planned for him, but clearly it's it's a work. It's not real that he's quitting AEW and like people are getting worked up on on social media. But just relax, it's fucking wrestling. Um, but I think it's it's. I'm interested to see where it goes. I think I, it's been how long they literally haven't put it haven't been putting him on TV. So that's a real thing. Um, <laughs> I don't think they were waiting for this angle to happen. It just didn't happen. I don't know why, uh, but I'm excited to see. I like next week. I'll look to see if they acknowledge it or if anyone acknowledges it. But uh, I'm intrigued. I I, I want to see what they want to do with it. Yeah, and I like that idea, Joey. Of like maybe, and I think I said this before we started recording is have him go over to Impact. Right, yeah. they're doing some sharing agreement. You already have you have uh, Kenny going over to Impact and 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 whatnot. Have him go over to Impact. Maybe you'll get a title from them. Bring the title to AEW. Let them know you didn't use me over there, over yeah. here. I went there and I got what I deserved. And here's my proof of it. Use it as a way to kind of catapult his career a little bit more forward. I think he has a really unique look. I think he actually is a pretty good wrestler. I like him as a heel versus a face, mm-hmm. um, versus being a face. And I think he could do something if they really kind of really invest the time in, which I think they're going to, because then what's the point of having this interview on, on dynamite, right? If they're not going to invest the time into it, in my opinion. 
Um, Tommy, anything to add to it that you want that we didn't kind of bring up? Just want to make sure to give you some time. No, I mean, it kind of, I mean, I know this is going to be crazy to say, but it kind of reminded me of the whole interview with Triple H back in the day when he's like, it's my time now, you know, when he's talking to JR, like, you know, how he got pushed over type. Maybe that's what they're going for. I'm not saying he's going to get pushed to the heights of Triple H, but, you know, maybe that's the kind of thing they're going with and everything. But, I mean, it was definitely cool to see. And, I mean, what was I going to say? It was going to... And, I mean, the last thing you saw of him, he's getting thrown through a wall by Scorpio Sky. I mean, you know, yeah. so, I mean, hopefully, you know, no. maybe like a wake-up call for, you know, to get him going with something. But, no, it'd be pretty cool if he goes to Impact and gets a title and brings it over type of thing. But, yeah, I mean, the guy's too talented not to be used well. So, hopefully, they got something planned for him. No, I agree. Um, Nick, I know that, obviously, his run in WWE, the best thing he took away from him was his wife, in your opinion. I know that. Um, you know it, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, any anything else? I mean, I know that obviously, you know, you sometimes you can play with fire with these segments of I'm not being used, and you know, I need For to sure. be given better. But I guess in this in this scenario, since AEW is kind of new with this kind of stuff, and they have this kind of sharing with Impact, what what would you like to maybe see, or what do you think could be a cool outcome? Yeah, what Joey said earlier, I thought was was a great idea, right? I mean, we've we've seen him for a long time now. We've always enjoyed his work. We always felt he deserved better, and for him to get a little bit more of the same has got to be frustrating for him, you know. But sometimes uh, they always say the squeaky wheel gets the oil, right? So the more you throw a temper tantrum, sometimes maybe you know maybe that allows you the opportunity to get something that uh, you know you haven't gotten in a while, but you got to make it work, you know, right? Sometimes you only get one opportunity, and you gotta you gotta take advantage of it. So maybe that could be the case for him. You know, time will tell, but uh, you know. Like I said, uh, we always we always enjoyed him. So hopefully uh, he gets something where he can be utilized in somewhat of a reasonable fashion. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's a good point by all. Um, I thought AEW was good this week. I did enjoy it. Um, you know, we had Cole Cabana 5 and 10 take on Jurassic Express. I thought it was a decent match. Um, and it looks like Jurassic Express is going to have a few with FTR. So that's pretty cool. I'm happy to kind of see that. We did get the wedding date announcement. Penelope Ford, Kip Sabian, February 3rd. Beach break. Wow. With the best man, Miro. First of all, I want to know who's the maid of honor, right? Who's going to stand next to Penelope? Lana. Yeah. I was just going to say that, Joey. You just took my thing, man. Sorry. Maybe we should. Nah, I know. I know. No, no, it's okay. That was actually really funny. I'm like, maybe Lana. Um, But we're going to get that on February 3rd. So it's going to be beach break. So I guess we'll see how that goes. But as we all know, wrestling weddings always end in in travesty. And I think Penelope's face is going to be in a cake somewhere. Miro, he looks like he went back to blonde again. His hair was a little bit more blonde. So I guess he did his dye from the past week. Um, Good for him because that's the only thing that he seems to be getting over is his hair color. Um, Dustin takes on Evil Uno. Um, thought it was a good match. They tried to recruit him, and um, it did not work. Dustin got the win. Um, dude, Cheetah and Abaddon, that's going to be real interesting. That shit's crazy. I will just say that. And Tommy well said, that shit is crazy. <laughs> but um, all in all, I thought AEW was, was, you know, was, was an enjoyable show. Nothing, oh, my God, but I thought all in all, good show. Wednesday was fun for me. Um, and, boys, I love always talking about it with you. So, uh, Joey. Let's get some MVPs and let's say goodbye to everybody. Absolutely. That's what I was going to get to. Uh, guys, I want to wish you guys, everyone, a happy holiday. Um, MJ3, give us your MVP of the week, please. I know this one might hurt Nick, but I got to go with Johnny Gargano. I mean, I just absolutely ate up that, that holiday segment that he had. I thought he just did such a good job, and it just stood out so much to me. Um, Johnny Gargano, happy holidays to you and the Gargano family. It is the way. 
Yeah. Uh, for me, how could you not go with uh, Big E? I'm going to take this one early. Uh, new Intercontinental Champion beat Sami Zayn. I mean, phenomenal. Uh, bad news, Canale. Who we got? I'm going with the Tribal Chief. Two Roman great, two, two good matches this week. Yeah, definitely him. Absolutely. Good pick. Good, good pick. choice. And uh, we'll send it off with the Grinch here, Nicky Noodles. Who you got? I'm, I'm going Mercedes Martinez with the vicious assault on Io Shira and making her name back on the map in the NXT world. She made a statement, dude. That's, that's what you got to do There's now. no bigger statement than going right out to champ. Boys, uh, it's been great. Uh, thank you all for your gifts. Yes, thank you. Jerseys. Um, Thanks, guys. Well, you're you're going to have dinner, which is now a new gift. Um, (laughs) And God willing, December 31st is the tracking, you know, for you guys. Hope all you guys have a great uh, rest of the holiday week. Happy, happy, have a happy new year. We'll see you next week. Wrestling Journal Podcast. Stay safe. Take care. Watch pro wrestling.